Blog Talk Radio. I've been paying attention to what's going on out there, man. Yup. I've been watching you niggas stealing my ways and shit. Uh-huh. And it's getting out of control now. Out of control. I'm gonna start telling you niggas like I tell my bitches. Listen. Don't watch me, watch TV. This is pay-per-view, nigga. You got to pay for this. Welcome. It's another Thursday night, so you know what time it is. It's time for Mike Check right here on the TSOTS channel on Blog Talk Radio as well as on the TSOTS app. 
You know who I am. I am the most electrifying man in Internet Radio, DC's People's Champ. I am joined, as always, by one of my co-hosts, the always beautiful, the lovely Queen Poison. Queen Poison, how you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? Hey, we got we're getting through another week. I can't complain. Can't complain. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. You know, I'm still here and able and capable to do what I do each and every week. So, ain't no need to complain. Plus, who gonna listen? That's what I was gonna say. Like, I can complain, but who the hell gonna listen? But um, you know, that's 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 what we're here for. And um, the bishop has um, the bishop will be joining us momentarily. But you know we gotta get the show rolling anyway. He'll just jump on in when he when he can, so it's all good. You know that's why we call him the one of the hardest working men on TSOTS. That man, that's a hard working man right there. But anyway, we are here for another edition of Mike Check, and tonight we uh, our main topic of discussion will be uh, basically a follow up to last week's discussion about the top five female MCs. It's now the men's turn. We're going to sound off on our top five men, our top five MCs, uh, in our opinion. So that's going to be a fun little uh, discussion. Um, also, this is a supersized edition of Mike Check. We're going 90 minutes tonight. So we're also going to be talking about uh, Beyonce Gate. We're also going to be touching on the Grammys, which are coming up this Monday, the day after Valentine's Day. Uh, Grammy Awards are going to be given out. I got a couple little tidbits about that and maybe get some predictions and stuff like that. So, Queen Poise, you ready to go the distance tonight? I mean, hey, let's do it. That's what she said. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> hey, hey. It was right there. It was like a lob ball and softball, and I just had to hit it out the park. But anyway, okay. So, as always, Get interactive with us, y'all. Get interactive with us. You can call in, 347-215-8558. Again, that's 347-215-8558. Um, and also, you can tweet us. As always, you can tweet us at TSOTS Production, at DC's People's Champ, at Queen underscore Poison. Again, that's with two I's and instead of O's, zeros and uh, and at born a underscore champion two, hit us up. Let us know what's going on. You know, what I'm saying, you know, how you, how you, you know, about some of the topics. Who are your top five MCs? You know, what do you think about the topic of Beyonce, uh, Beyonce Gate? You know, what are your predictions for the Grammys? Let us know. We always here to listen. You know, so let's get into this quick three. As always, we start off our show with the quick three. So, the first quick three we have on tap has to do with DMX. Now, for many people who have not heard, uh, DMX was rushed to the hospital um, after he was found unconscious and mostly lifeless uh, in a hotel parking lot in um, Yonkers, New York. Uh, X, uh, whose given name is Earl Simmons, uh, was found in the car lifeless, and first responders were able to save his life uh, by administering CPR and giving him a medication uh, to get him back to breathing and get him stable. Uh, reports There were conflicting reports that he was found unconscious due to a drug overdose, but it come to find out it was, in fact, due to 
on an asthma attack. Uh, so the 45-year-old was in the hospital. He was released uh, yesterday uh, from the uh, hospital after he was found uh, unconscious at the Ramada Inn in Yonkers, the parking lot, on Monday night. Uh, he is doing a lot better. Um, according to his ex-wife, uh, Tashera Simmons, quote, he's happy, good spirits. The kids were happy to see him. We bought good spirits. Um, so, again, he um, the drug that was given to him was Narcan. And, um, again, it saved his life. He's doing well. And... Um, should be he'll be he's on the road to recovery, so you know, good good vibes, good blessings for for um, for X. You know, everybody knows he his uh, problems with drugs and um, the amount of time he's done and everything like that. So, you know, when the report came out that he it was a drug overdose, you know, it kind of got me nervous. But then when come to find out it was just an asthma attack, but it was that serious of an asthma attack that he was lifeless. I mean, man, that's that's crazy. What you thinking, Queen? I'm just glad it wasn't an overdose. I'm glad that, you know, I mean, not saying that an asthma attack is good, but to know that he wasn't doing drugs and that was the primary reason. And I'm glad that he's still able to be around with us. Hopefully, you know, he can get it together and put out some music. That might be a stretch, but I'm going to still be hopeful about it. And uh, I'm quite thankful he's still here because, you know, celebrities seem to go in threes. You ain't lying. So, yeah, let's hope that this, you know, that this doesn't happen again and actually turns out the other direction for the 45-year-old man who, again, has been through a lot and seems to be getting trying to get back on the right path. Let's hope that it stays that way. Uh, our number two story in the quick three has to do with legendary uh, performer Carlos Santana. Uh, Santana recently urged the NFL to give local acts more of a role in its annual Super Bowl showcase game and to feature, quote-unquote, live, like real live music. Uh, Santana uh, was recently, recently had some somewhat critical uh, remarks to say about this past Saturday, Sunday Super Bowl halftime show, which featured uh, Coldplay, Beyonce, and Bruno Mars. Beyonce, we will speak about uh, right after the quick three. Um, Santana um, said that, you know, he mentioned that Metallica performed at a sold-out show the night before the Super Bowl at AT&T Park, which is home to the uh, San Francisco Giants. Uh, and the guitar icon believes that, you know, local bands should be playing live at the halftime show, which, you know, could reach an artist of millions across the globe. Uh, Santana said in a statement addressed to the NFL and to CBS, quote, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you both for including me as part of as a part of your Super Bowl entertainment. I do feel compelled to point out to you that the halftime show should have included some of the local iconic bands that the world would have loved to see perform, bands like Metallica, Steve Miller, Journey, and yours truly. He went on to say, we would have rocked the halftime show and done the San Francisco Bay Area proud. This is just an invitation for you to consider iconic bands as part of your halftime entertainment. 
real live music, real live vocals, and give the audience real live chills. Um, the reunited Santana lineup is getting ready to release an album in April. Uh, the album is entitled, uh, looks like it's four. Um, so, and they're getting ready to go on tour, on a world tour, coming up this month. So, yeah, Santana has some things to say. And what do you think, Queen? What do you think about what he had to say about the, you know, using local live bands for the Super Bowl performance? I'm kind of on the fence about it because if it's a local and live band, they might not be ready for something that huge. And that's a big deal. Um, with the Super Bowl, like that means everybody's eyes are on you. So you will have a lot bigger platform now for publicity, especially, you know, that artist happens to have music out that could be, you know, attainable through iTunes or Spotify or Tidal or whatever you can use to access this music thing. They're fine. But most local acts aren't going to do a crowd that big without, you know, at least starting somewhere a lot smaller first. And who's to say they had the same amount of practice and professionalism as opposed to someone who's a lot more popular like Bruno Mars? Well, I think, now, what I think what Santana was meaning was not local, like local bands that only people in the area know, but I think they mean like local bands who have made it you know, depending on what city that they're in. Like he said, like Metallica or Journey sort of performed at the halftime show in San Francisco or in himself, in his band as well. Um, so I think that's what he meant instead of, you know, like local, local, like garage bands or something like that. I don't think he meant garage bands. I really hope he didn't mean garage bands because I really doubt that a garage band would, you know, turn a needle at a Super Bowl halftime show or something like Metallica or something like that. I mean, I'm not quite sure how, you know, the picks for the Super Bowl shows actually go. I don't know if they do, like, a bid or whoever hops out there to try to, you know, get their name known out there first or if they actually pay so they can, you know, at least get on a ballot so they can vote. I don't understand how the system works. I don't know how the system works. However... Metallica, I'm, I'm saying like this, if you're going to do the Super Bowl, you got to look at your age dem- demographic. And over the years, it can change. You know, you have a, a wide vast of ages watching it from children all the way up to, you know, the elderly, depend- especially depending on the team that goes. So Metallica might not reach everybody, especially anybody that's, I'd say, born from 2000 or sooner, and that's a stretch. They might not understand who Metallica is. I blame Justin Timberlake for this. (laughs) I mean, and then, you know, (laughs) I mean, they're not going to understand, you know, what that era of rock is. And, you know, to say that it's local, who's to say that Metallica didn't already have a tour, like you just said the night before? They could have had that tour, and then it stretched out for an extra day, which means that conflicts with the Super Bowl. 
which means if they can't make that Super Bowl or they overexhaust themselves from a concert the night before and then they can't perform like they should at the Super Bowl, then that bank is penalized because they're not living up to, you know, the expectation, especially if it comes out to be a really powerful, a bad performance. Like, that means they're going to get frowned upon. People are going to judge them like they did Beyonce with that <laughs> That almost slip up. Like that was all of they made memes and everything out of it already. So we gonna get we gonna get I will say we gonna get a Beyonce in just a little bit. But yeah, this is just such a call out culture, and I understand where Santana is coming from, but I think it's a lot more into it than what he may even realize. And for real, for real, the halftime show is strictly for entertainment. Whether it's it was entertaining to him or not, it's basically was entertaining in that moment in time that the Super Bowl happened. True. Well, I mean, it all had. Well, I'm interested to see who's going to be the uh, halftime act for next year's Super Bowl. We'll find. I guess we'll find out um, very soon. Uh, but the final uh, news story for the quick three. So, Queen Poison, do you remember back in 2009 when uh, Maxwell released his album Black Summer Nights, uh, Black Summer's Night, and uh, promised that it was going to be the first of a three-album uh, three trilogy? I didn't know about the three-album trilogy, but I definitely remember that album coming out because that was, like, one of my favorites. But, yeah, I definitely remember that album coming out because isn't that the first album he put out since he cut his hair? I believe so. I believe yeah, I definitely so. remember because he took on he he kind of left the bohemian inspired look alone and went more for like you know a classy gentleman type feel. So yeah, I definitely remember that transition. Yep. Well, well, a few years have passed, and we're now it's now been seven years, and Maxwell said in a new interview with Essence that he's finally coming out with the second. Uh, the second album of that trilogy uh, and um, basically what he said about the project in the interview with S, he said quote I'm so hyped about the new album coming out it's fresh and it's different but it is what I do it doesn't make you feel like oh yeah that's going to come out in 1996 you're not going to feel that at least I hope you don't end quote um, so essentially he also mentioned in the interview about, you know, some milestones that happened recently with his uh, cousin passing away, his grandmother passing away, uh, his age, he's now 42, and um, thinking about, the you know, the future and everything like that. Um, he's He basically talked about this new album, and he also said that the uh, new single from this uh, second uh, album of the Black, uh, Black Summer Nights Summer's Night uh, trilogy will be called Lake by the Ocean, so um, mm. that so be on the lookout for that. But um, there was no release date on when that album was coming out, but I'm sure it's coming out uh, this year. So Queen Poison, um, I'm sure you have some some very good thoughts about the fact that a second, uh, uh, basically a sequel to Black Summer's Night is on the way. So you said it's called House by the Lake? 
No, it's um. Hold on, I just I just had the story up to Jesus Christ. It's um, Lake by the Ocean. Lake by the Ocean. That's an interesting title. Yeah, hmm. it is. But that's gonna be the first single off of that new album. And again, there's no there was no no mention of when the album was dropping. So. Oh Lord, please don't let him just drop it out of nowhere on us. That's what I'm hoping. He's just not going to just drop it out of nowhere. Please, Lord, don't let him. That seems to be the trend. That seems to be the trend. That artists are just dropping albums just on people out of nowhere. It's just like you know, you wake up one, you wake up in the morning, you get ready to go to work, you go to work, you get there and say, oh, by the way, so and so just put out an album just literally like while you were on your way to work. Right, and I'd be like, what? My iPhone can't take this. I don't have enough storage. Okay. For one, let me get that out of the way. My iPhone does not have enough storage. If I knew all this music was just going to drop out the sky, I would have invested in the 64 gigabyte iPhone, okay? Y'all do not know. Y'all will not do this to me. Like, seriously, people don't do the street teams no more. Can I get prior notifications? Can you just go ahead and give me a date? I don't even care if you push the date back. Give me an initial date so I can prepare myself with my iCloud storage. And get it together. <laughs> Ain't no SD card for this. Y'all heard my soul with this, okay? Like I got just gonna just keep dropping this music on me. Like I'm not gonna listen to it. <sighs> now that that's out of the way, I yes, I'm excited because Maxwell. It's timeless. No matter when he puts it out, no matter what he puts out, any song he puts out, it's just greatness. And you just sit there and you vibe and just get energy and you resonate. And it just, I just need that with a cup of tea and I'm good. That yes, I'm gonna just soak all the vibes in and, and and just illuminate <laughs> in the awesomeness that is this music. Like we had a discussion about R and B what two episodes ago. Yep. And I feel like this is necessary. Now granted no Tino Shade, I like Tank, but his album <laughs> did not do it for me like I thought it would. This will be my saving grace, and it's going to bring me back in a happy space. It's going to be that old school begging R&B music. So I guarantee you it's going to be at least one track on there that's going to be doing some begging. I, I just feel it. He's, he's saying it's something new, but I feel it. Because it ain't Maxwell if it ain't. We did mention, uh, we did mention that, uh, a couple episodes ago, we did say that we didn't mention Maxwell as somebody who could possibly save uh, hip hop. I mean, hip not hip hop. To save R and B, and now he's coming out with you know with this new album, most likely this year. And it's like, well, there it is. Boom. He said, "I'm here." <laughs> I just want to see like, him I'm... so I can see him walk barefoot. Because you know it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that is. Uh... I, I'll keep an eye out on that story to see when we actually get a release date for that upcoming um, album. But in the meantime, between time, it's time to get into today. It's time to get into what we got to get into today, which is first we're going to talk about this Beyonce gate madness. 
before we get into the actual story, I just want to go on record and say I'm, I better not be the only one who knows that she was wearing the Rhythm Nation jacket in her performance at the Super Bowl. Because, God damn it, that's what she was looking like. She had a Rhythm Nation joint on and her background dancing. I swear to God, I thought I was back in the 1980s in, in, in that video. I'm just saying. I just want to go on record and say that. Okay. All right. We're going to move on. <laughs> You're such a hater. <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm just saying, man. She looked like Janet Jackson from the nation, though. That's not hate. I'm just stating. I'm just stating something. As I of the Beehive, I I can't. I'm just gonna sit here and I'm just gonna let you be great for the moment, but I can't. Listen, somebody. T- one what? of my friends told me. One of my friends told me. To not go against the beehive because I'm going to regret it. And you know what I told him? I said, I will go up against them and I don't care. Because I just Bruh. don't care. That's how I'm going. The bottom line is this. <laughs> she was rocking the Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation jacket. She almost fell on her entrance. Let's call a spade a spade. Pull one. <laughs> that was not the Rhythm Nation jacket because nobody... Not nobody can be Janet. Janet is in a league of her own. We're going to leave her there. I get that. But I'm just saying, she was trying to rock the, the Rhythm Nation shit, though. No, that wasn't the intention. That's what y'all took it for. The intention was something totally different. Okay. That's one. What's number two? Number two was the intention which I thought was kind of dope being at his Black History Month, was basically paying homage to the Black Panther Party, especially with the black gloves, the all-black attire, the afros, and the berets. I thought it was kind of cool how she had them all uniform. Okay, all right, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You're so rude. <laughs> <laughs> look, real, real, look. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep it real. I, regardless of whatever message she was trying to send, whatever message she was not trying to send, whatever, whatever. I wasn't a fan of her performance at the Super Bowl. I wasn't. I somewhat wasn't a fan of Bruno Mars. I definitely wasn't a fan of Coldplay. Matter of fact. I was at my favorite cigar lounge for the Super Bowl, and when Coldplay was performing, this is no bullshit. When Coldplay was performing, was performing, we all in that damn lounge started chanting for the DJ to start playing music. That's how wow. much. That's how much we cared about Coldplay. We wanted the DJ to start playing music because we didn't want to hear Coldplay. That's serious. Hey. You gotta understand this. This this cigar lounge is is the the amount of the the percentage. It's a ninety five to ninety five to ninety seven percent black patronized business. Mm-hmm. So that should that should give you an indication as to how much they care about Coldplay. Now, Beyonce is going through all this backlash because of the message she tried to send with this performance, you know, honoring the Black Panthers. Everybody said, well, the Black Panthers were racist and all this other stuff, and it's just like... And I'm tired of hearing that because if you... 
this is what I gotta say. Hold up, this is what I gotta say. We people stop with the race shit. Stop it. Not everything, not every message, not every symbol has to be turned around to be racist. Okay, it doesn't. Let's 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 be honest here. Did did the Black Panthers possibly do anything towards white people? Probably. Do we hear about it? No. Did the KKK do things towards black people? Oh, you damn right. But we cannot sit here and say that the performance that Beyonce had, you know, was anti what had was like was like you know honoring a group that was racist towards white people or anything like that. That's 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 crazy. Now, not only did she piss off non-African Americans, she also pissed off law enforcement because of, law enforcement because apparently her performance, the symbolism of her performance, was anti-law enforcement, uh, which I really don't know. I, I'm on the fence. I, a lot of people probably think that I would be on the side of law enforcement, given the fact that I have family in law enforcement. But I'm on the fence because, you know, it is what it is. But people, stop. Stop sitting there and trying to go and protest a freaking Super Bowl halftime performance. If you want to do anything, protest Justin Timberlake. Because if it wasn't for the fact that he had the wild wardrobe malfunction with Janet Jackson, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Now, will we? Okay, all right. Uh, Queen, what are your thoughts? I'm sorry. I'm going I'm to sit in the corner now. Okay, so being the history nut that I am, it, it blows me how they try to make it a race thing with the Black Panther Party and no one has done their research. If you actually do your research, the, tish, the initial intention of the Black Panther Party was to basically help out the community. Do for ourselves what the government would not provide and do for us. That's basically what it was, where they had after-school programs set up, and they had breakfast, you know, made for children before they started their school to make sure they start off with a positive note, to make sure that they were fed, they had nourishment before they went and got their education. Make sure that, you know, once they got out of school, when their parents got off work, you know, if it was a big gap in time between their parents getting off of work and them getting off of school, they were looked after. Their homework was done. They were straight. We were looking after ourselves as a community, which I can sad to say is really not the case now. It's kind of like everybody's out for themselves when we need to go back to that whole village mentality where it was like it took a whole village to raise a child. We got to come back and do this together. And that is totally different from the KKK being as though KKK, their whole reason of existing was to get rid of black people. It was like, we don't like them. You know, why are they here? Let's go ahead and get rid of them. Now, not all Panthers were violent. There were some that were, but not everybody. And it wasn't violence just because of a race name. It was more so us protecting ourselves because the justice system wouldn't assist us. It was basically a system that was brought up that wasn't made for us. So given the fact that we had the ability to bear arms, which is in your constitution, they they went ahead and followed that right. Like, okay, you know, if 
someone was going to come and do bodily harm to me and my family, I had the right to protect myself. But y'all don't open your history books. Okay. Now, as far as this mm-hmm. goes with Beyonce, mm-hmm. y'all reading way too deep into this. I'm kind of tired of hearing all the commentary. It's thank pieces. I'm sorry. Thank pieces. Thesis. Or thesis. No, thesis. Basically, on this whole video and the performance. And I'm like, for what? For what? Why why are y'all reading so deep into this? It's not nothing dealing with Illuminati. Basically, in the video, I'm not going to tell the video. If you got the link. Go ahead and watch it. I will definitely put it up in the TSOTS Presents Mic Check Facebook group where anyone is more than welcome to look at it. I will put the link up so you can see the video for for yourself and gain that knowledge for yourself. She's basically showing images of what we already know, we already experienced. So with that being said, I'm not going to be no further on the video. Form your own opinion. But people are making it way deeper than what it needs to be. The stuff we already knew, the stuff we already been exposed to. All right. There's your drop the mic moment there from, from Queen Poison dropping a history on y'all, man. Just saying. That's it. I ain't got nothing against I ain't got nothing against Beyonce. I just wasn't a fan of her performance on, on, on at Super Bowl and I just kept all I could do was just sit there and clown the fact that she was trying to rock the the Rhythm Nation joint. I was even singing, we are a partner. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the protest and the, all that will not will not cease overnight. I'm sure it will continue and continue. And I'm sure Bay is probably sitting back counting her money and not giving a single rat's ass <laughs> about people protesting. I mean, she knows how to manipulate the media, so... You see, they everybody's still talking about it, and that's the best thing you could do as an entertainer. Keep people talking, whether it be good news, bad news, news is still news. Indeed, indeed. Well, um, that's uh, that's one of our topics for this evening, talking about. Uh, the queen of the beehive and everything like that. Some of y'all, be, y'all, some of y'all beehive people. Y'all, okay. All right, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that one alone. I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna go ahead as always before we get into our main topic of the evening. We like to take a little musical break, a little pause for the cause, let ourselves, let us, you know, stretch out for a little bit, get ready to get into a discussion. And again, tonight's topic is top five MCs, hip hop performers of. All time, dead or alive. Um, I already had I had my list. The moment we came with this topic, I already had my list of five, and I got like seven honorable mentions. This is, this is freaking ridiculous. <laughs> but and it's sad. I got, Sorry, got, who was at the top of your list? You know what? That's that is scary though that you knew that. <laughs> that is freaking scary that you knew that. But anyway. But uh, we'll get into that list. I'm sure, you know, you got your list. You're always good with the list. I know that for a fact. I got my list. And I also got we got some great tunes to play during that discussion. Uh, but as we take a pause for the cause here, we're going to go into the break. 
And I'm going to play a song from an artist that is on my top five, as uh, Queen Poison already guessed it when we first brought up this topic. Uh, This song is actually from his most recent album, which is the Marshall Mathers LP2. I'm I'm talking about the homie Eminem, and this is a song right here which really let everybody know that this man is definitely getting back to the top of his game after being got, you know falling off for a bit due to uh drug due to a drug habit uh drug addiction uh this song is the ever awesome a song that I've tried to do on karaoke a couple times but there's a part that fast part I can never get it's rap god right here on my check right here on the CSOTS channel on Broad Talk Radio and on the CSOTS app. Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings, but I'm only going to get this one chance. Something's wrong, I can feel it. It's just a feeling I've got, like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You're just one of the side orders. I'm beginning to feel like a rap god. Rap god. All my people from the front to the back. Nah, back, nah. Now who thinks their arms are long enough to slap box? Slap box. They said I rap like a robot, so call me rap box. But for me to rap like a computer, I'ma see in my jeans. I got a laptop in my back pocket. My pinnacle walk when I hat cock it. Got a fat knock from that rat profit. Made a living and a killing off it. Ever since Bill Clinton was still in office. With Monica Lewinsky filling on his nutsack. I'm an MC, still is honest. But his rude and his indecent is all hell. Syllables, killaholic. Killaholic. This flippity hippity hippity hip hop. You don't really want to get into a piss and match with this rapidity rat pack and the Mac in the back. Could he yak, pack, pack, rap, rap, yap, 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 could he yak, nap the exact same time I attempt these lyrical acrobats, guns, falling packs, and that'll still be able to break a motherfucking table over the back of a couple of faggots and crack it in half. Only realized it was ironic, I was under aftermath after the fact. How could I not blow? All I do is drop F bombs. Still my wrath of attack, rappers are having a rough time period. Here's a maxi pad, actually disastrously bad. For the whack, while the massively constructing this masterpiece. I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god. All my people from the front to the back, nah, back, nah. Now who thinks their arms are long enough to slap box, slap box? Let me show you maintaining this shit ain't that hard, that hard. Everybody wants a key and a secret to rap immortality like I have got. Will there be true for the blueprint? Simply rage and youthful exuberance. Everybody loves the room for a nuisance. Hit the earth like an asteroid, need nothing but shoot for the moon sense. MCs get taken to school with this music, cause I use it as a vehicle to bust the rhyme. Y'all lead a new school for the students. Me, I'm a product of Rockin', Rockin', Sebastian, Rockin', W-A-Q-K-Dot-Rin, Yella Easy, thank you, they got slim. Inspired enough to untake, quote, up, blow up, and be in a position to meet Run DMC and induct him into the motherfucking Rockin'. Roll Hall of Fame, even though I walk in the church in person of all the flames. Only Hall of Fame I'll be inducted in is the Alcohol of Fame on the wall of shame. You fags think it's all a game, till I walk a flock of flames. Off of planking, tell me what in the fuck are you thinking? Little gay looking boy, so gay I can barely say it with a straight face looking boy. You witnessing a massacre like you're watching a church gathering take place looking boy. Boy, ray that boy's gay, that's all they say looking boy. You get a thumbs up, pat on the back, and a way to go from your label every day looking boy. Hey looking boy, what you say looking boy? I get a hell yeah from Trey looking boy. I'm a work for everything I have, never ask nobody for shit, get out my face looking boy. Basically boy, you're never gonna be capable to keeping up with the same pace looking boy. Cause I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god. All my people from the front to the back, nod, back, nod. The way I'm racing around the track, call me NASCAR, NASCAR. Sailing heart of the trailer park, the white trash god. Kneel before General Zod, this plan is crypt- 
Krypton, no Asgard, Asgard So you be Thor and I'll be Odin Rodin, I'm omnipotent Let off then I'm reloading Immediately with these bombs I'm toting And I should not be woken I'm the walking dead but I'm just a talking head A zombie floating But I got your mom defloating I'm out my ramen noodle We have nothing in common poodle I'm a doberman, pinch yourself in the arm And pay homage pupil to me my honesty's brutal, but it's honestly futile If I don't utilize what I do, though, for good at least once in a while So I wanna make sure somewhere in the chicken crap top dribbling doodle Enough rhymes to maybe try to help get some people through tough times But I gotta keep a few punchlines just in case Cause even you unsigned rappers are hungry looking at me like it's lunchtime I know there was a time where once I was king of the underground But I still rap like I'm on my pharaoh munch grind So I crunch rhymes, but sometimes when you combine Up here with the skin color of mine, you get too big and hit it come trying to censor you like that one line I said on oh, no, a from the Mathers LP1 when I tried to say I'll take seven kids from Columbine Put them all in a line at an AK-47 A revolver and none nine See if I get away with it now that I ain't as big as I was But I'm morphing into an immortal Coming through the portal You're stuck in a time warp from 2004 though. And I don't know what the fuck that you rhyme for Why you point this is Rapunzel with fucking cornrows You like normal for being normal And I just bought a new ray gun from the future Just to come and shoot you Like when Gabbard just made Ray J mad The sad said he was like a faggot And they were just passing into a man while he play pay Man oh man oh man That was a 24-7 special on the cable channel So Ray J went straight to the radio station The very next day Hey Fab, I'ma kill you Coming at you with supersonic speed. Ah, uh, summer lama, do my lama, you assume I'm a human. What I gotta do to get it through to you? I'm superhuman, innovative, and I made a rubber so that anything you say is taking off of me and it'll go to you and devastating more than ever demonstrating how to give a motherfucking audience a feeling like it's levitating, never fading. And I know the haters are forever waiting for the day that they can say I fell off to be celebrating. Cause I know the way to get them motivated. I make elevating music, you make elevator music. Oh, he's too mainstream. Well, that's what they do when they get jealous, they can use it. It's not hip hop, it's pop. Cause I found a hell of a way to fuse it. With rock, shock rap, with dark. Someone lose yourself and make them lose it. I don't know how to make songs like that. I don't know what words to use Let me know when it occurs to you While I'm ripping any one of these verses The verses you curtain Come inadvertently hurting you How many verses I gotta murder to Prove that if you were half as nice as songs You could sacrifice virgins to uh! School flunky Pill junkie But look at the accolades These skills brung me Full of myself But still hungry I bully myself Cause I make me do what I put my mind to When I'm a million leagues above me Ill when I speak in tongues But it's still tongue and cheek Fuck you, I'm drunk Satan, take the fucking wheel I'm asleep in the front Bumping heavy in the voice, still chunky but funky But in my head there's something I can feel Tugging and struggling Angels fight with devils and here's what they want from me They're asking me to eliminate some of the women hate But if you take into consideration the bitter hate what I have Then you may be a little patient and more sympathetic To the situation and understand the discrimination But fuck it, life's handing you lemons Make lemonade then. But if I can't battle the women How the fuck am I supposed to bake them a cake then? The mistake of the it's a fatal mistake if you think I need to be overseas and take a vacation To trip abroad and make a call on a face and Don't be a retard, be a king, think not Why be a king when you can be a god? <laughs> yes indeed, that was Eminem from the Marshall Mathers LP2 With Rap God, which has gotten so much airplay around the world and a lot of people go on the camera trying to do that do that song and cool the sad part. I do that sad part. Boys are with you. And uh you just got that talk talk to Beyonce and the Super Bowl that's around that. So we can friends get our top five MC Dead So Sorry with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 
So, you know, I'll go ahead and hold on to that for a little bit. I'll keep I'll keep it give a nice little tight grip on that for a little while. Poor Queen. Queen Porter, where is that? Sorry, I had a bit of technical difficulties. Oh my. Yeah, it, it happens sometimes. Yeah, them damn technical difficulties, man. I don't like technical difficulties, man. I think we need to break up with technical difficulties, though. Okay. <laughs> well, I was asking you to get a result from, from last week's Battle of the Best. I thought you were trying to ignore me or something. No, I haven't uh, checked it since Monday. I think Monday was the last time I checked it. Oh, wow. Well, I, 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 I know the result. I know the result, so... I'll go ahead and do it. Everybody knows I did some ring announcements from, uh, like, in the wrestling set that I'm in. So, hold on. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, you're a winner. <laughs> and new Battle of the Best Champion, me. <laughs> me. I win. Like, I win. Okay, we're going to move on now. <laughs> but don't worry, you really I'm, wanted I'm gonna to do that, nice... didn't you? Huh? <laughs> you really wanted to do that, didn't you? You couldn't wait. You didn't wait to do that. Episode. You know, you know I wanted to do that. And if anyone, if the bishop was here, man, I'd give that to him too. <laughs> you so petty. But, um, oh, you petty. Yeah, call me Petty Murphy. Anyway. <laughs> no, you Petty Laverne. That's all right though. The vert was that was that group back in the day. Anyway, but um, we here now. We getting ready to talk some. We getting ready to talk some more hip hop. We getting ready to talk about top five MCs that are alive. Our vert, you know, who we think are up there. So, you know, I already got the music started up. So, you know, I want to just see to the ladies, ladies first. So, you know, Queen Poison, if you want to go ahead and kick it kick it off for us. Are you ready though? Oh, I'm ready. Like, are you? Oh, are ready. you really ready? Are you? Oh, I'm ready? ready. I'm born ready. Okay, so before I give my list, 
I'm going to do something different. I'm going to get my honorable okay. mentions first. Okay. Just to hold y'all in suspense of what my top list is. So, my honorable mentions include, it's funny that she had a song playing, because he is one of my honorable mentions. We play Fiasco. <laughs> That's because I'm smart. Um, <laughs> Eminem. Kendrick Lamar. J. Cole. Abso. Wu-Tang Clan, Run DMC, and Naughty by Nature. Those are my honorable mentions. Yeah. That's an honorable mention. I can't imagine who's actually on your list. Now, my list is up for debate, but it's my list, goddammit. <laughs> so, on my okay. list, because all these MCs are so awesome, it's no particular order. I'm just throwing them out there. Biggie. Tupac. Okay. Okay. KRS One. Oh wow! Nice. Andre Three Thousand. Wow. Yeah, that is a yo. That is a good list. Can you break it down for the people though? Why are they in your top five? My top five. Well, being that I'm a very late eighties baby, it is kinda it would be asinine not to have Biggie and Tupac because I grew up listening to them. I love Biggie because of his rawness. He wasn't afraid to speak about where he came from. It was gutted. It was it wasn't exactly gangster rap, but it was gutted. And it was relatable because you know, he was speaking from poverty. Like, you know, like, okay, it's okay not to have a lot. It's okay not to have everything. But you can't have it. It's obtainable. So it's not impossible. Improbable, maybe, but it's not impossible. And then, you know, with Diddy Zone in it, you know, you, you end up dancing half the time. <laughs> and he was always good for a feature in a remix. I more so appreciated Pac also for his rawness, but more so on a poetic note. Because, and then he was, he was more than just an MC. He was an MC, he was a poet, he was an actor, he, he was, he had multi-facets to him. So he wasn't just good at just one thing. He was good, like, you know, at numerous things. So that made him more of a bigger threat as other artists. KRS-One. Name one KRS song that do not get the party jumping. Because everybody knows at least one. I mean, you really can't sit here and say that there isn't one that doesn't get the party jump. I mean, K- not only Chaos One gets party jump, but also he's also another one. He's another one of them. He's a very conscious hip hop artist. 
he ain't no rapper. I mean, he did a song where he tells us that the difference between a rapper and an MC. And he's, exactly. and he's the definition of an MC. Right, and then, like, he can give you a whole song without cussing. And you still get get that message. You still get that deliverance. You still get that... that the message goes where it's intended. And he's, he's smart. Like, the intelligence level is there. And the vocabulary is there. And it's, that's where you see the difference between an original MC that's been there through, like, the development of hip-hop as opposed to the direction it's in now. And you see a clear difference. He he wasn't flashy. He didn't have a whole bunch of gold. He didn't have a whole bunch of, you know, cars. He just was. Like, he was... I see him as 80s and 90s. Like, with the graffiti... And, you know, the shell toe Adidas, like he was from that era when hip-hop was breaking out and starting to become a culture. So to really appreciate hip-hop, you kind of have to appreciate KRS-One. He done did battles. He done did it all. And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the Because he can be as gutted and gritty as old outcast and be as sophisticated as Andre Benjamin. Now he he can give you this preppy boy looking this ideal and, and clean up and dress up nice, but still spit you a good sixteen. <laughs> and you just be sitting there like, okay, what you just what you just do to me? How you going to fool me with, with this whole attire and then just spit this hot sixteen like I wasn't going to question? Like like. He he not he always amazes me, whether it be an original song or a feature, like from him doing "Walk It Out" to uh, "Spotty Yardy Delicious" to "Hello," which is on Erica Badu's new mixtape, to "Roses." To he can do anything. He also acts now. One too fresh with the Jimi Hendrix uh, story, but. Anything else he's in, he typically does fairly well. And then Busta Rhymes. I am a huge Busta Rhymes fan. Because not only has he been a force to be reckoned with as far as lyrics, his skill with, with rapping fast, like not too many people have that skill. Not saying that he's the fastest twister, but he's really close. He's real close. And not only does he have that speed, but he has accuracy because you can actually understand what's being said, although it's speed. And, and he has longevity too, as far as. <clears throat> what was that? Leaders of the New School that he was in? All the way up to Flip Mo Squad to his solo career now. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's I my mean, list. I gotta tell you, that is an impressive, impressive list there, Poison. Like very impressive. Like a couple of people that you had on your list, I actually have on my top five as well. Um, but a very impressive list nonetheless, and way to break it down too. Like that, that was good, especially with Andre Three Thousand. Like, you know, I've always I've been a fan of Andre Three Thousand. You know, during his outcast days and everything. You know, he's not in my top five. In matter of fact, he's not really in my honorable mention because you know I look at him more for his time in outcast than I do with his solo career. But I mean, that's just me. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get. But I, you know, I will definitely get into my uh, list. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a page out of your book, but I'm gonna hit them, hit up the honorable mentions first. I'm gonna break them down uh, before I get into my top five. So I said I had seven honorable mentions. I got eight actually. That's the rise who I'm playing right now is one of them. I mean, he is. He was. He's always been nasty on the mic, especially during the time flip mode. Matter of fact. You know, surprisingly, he's not in my top five because you would think he would have a special place in my heart because his album, his first album was the very first um, tape, cassette tape that I bought uh, ever. And it was his album which really got me into hip-hop. So, you know, I should have a special place in my heart, but, you know, he just gets honorable mention. I would say this, if this is my top 10, he would definitely be in my top 10. You know, he would definitely be in my top 10 if this was a top 10 lineup. Uh, T.I. is an honorable mention. T.I., King, King of the South, always, like, nasty with it, gutter sound, you know, very versatile. Um, he went away to prison, came back, and was still hot, came out hot. Uh, so, you know, T.I., one of my favorite songs, T.I. is Big Things Poppin'. Great, great track. Uh, it's also what you know, um, whatever you like. I mean, he's just so versatile and so you know tight with it. I just kind of wish that he didn't get with the ugliest part member of Escape. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, um, she wasn't always ugly. It was the surgery that she had that made her that way. Well, that's her fault. That mine anyway. Next, Luda. Ludacris is, on, is my honorable mention. Ludacris is always, again, another versatile dude for himself. Can do a song, a party song. Can do a song, a gutter song. Um, then you got a song like Splash Waterfalls, where he's basically just getting nasty with it. And that's another one of my favorite Ludacris songs. That joint right there, he can get nasty with it. Um, uh, Scarface. Because his longevity in the game is just remarkable. And the fact that he can go through the game, still, you know, in this modern game, can still be relevant and still could do the things that he made him made him good back in when he was in his prime and still be out there, I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, 50 Cent, another honorable mention. 50, I mean... His first album was just the bomb, man. Get Rich or Die Trying was just amazing. I mean, the movie was pretty good, too. But, um, but I mean, it was just a great, great, great... He just, you know, a great album. His follow albums were, you know, okay. But at the same time, I say, Get Rich or Die Trying was just... Because it had that rawness to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, holy crap. This crap is crazy. Um... You know what I'm saying? 
uh, Rakim. Now, you know, a lot of people are probably wondering why we're having as an honorable mention and not the top five. Again, this is top ten. He will be in that top ten. Uh, he's just a legendary. He was just a legend. Great, you know, always had the bars, always had the lyrics. You know, just a legend. He's one of the the, the, the pioneers. Uh, LL would be another one in my top ten. Um, he is another one. He came up as a battle rapper, was really hardcore, but he had a lot more versatility than most of the guys in my honorable mention. Doing like a lot of love ballads, a lot of you know adult sexual ballads, some hardcore ballads. I mean, his this track. I mean, this, this battle with with cannabis. I mean, he did cannabis so bad. Cannabis hung up with Mike. I'm just saying. And uh, finally, another one would be in my top ten. Uh, Dr. Dre. I mean, Dr. Dre is legendary. You know, coming up with N.W.A., being a great producer, uh, also great with the rhymes. The product was off the chain. He found Eminem, and Eminem has been hot. He found, you know, he brought in Eminem, brought in 50 and G Unit, and Eminem brought in Deep Club. But with Dr. Dre is the type of dude. Dr. Dre, if there was a choice, and we asked this question about a few episodes ago about if, you know, Dre was one of five record label owners that was interested in signing with me, who would I trust? And we all said Dr. Dre because he wouldn't screw nobody over because he's been down that road So, you know, not only is he a dope, you know, a dope producer and good, you know, good businessman, I mean, he's also great with the rhymes. So, uh, those are my honorable mentions. So here's my list. Here are who will be in my who's in my top five. Alright. In my top five. Uh, number five is Snoop Dogg. Uh Snoop Dogg, this kitty kid from Long Beach, California. Calvin Brothers came out with uh when he came out with his first joint, Doggy Style, he really like just burst onto the scene, and then of course he really burst on the scene when he was on the diss track with Dre when it was dissing uh, Easy E, and then you know, one you know, one eight seven with Dre. I mean, he just had a lot of memorable songs. You know, Murder Was the Case, um, What's My Name. Um, even when he went, I mean, when he went to No Limit, he kind of fell out, but he still had the lyrics. It's just that it was just such a weird, such a weird partnership. Him being the, the type of rapper, what he rapped about, being with No Limit. It was just like weird. But he was, you know, he he's just a timeless, timeless uh, MC, timeless MC. You know, even if he doesn't make any more music at this point in time, all the music that he's made over the years is just stuff you can just play and play and play. So he's number five. Uh, number four, Jigger Man, Jay-Z. This man came, literally was the Rags to Riches story. Uh, singing down up there at Marcy, uh, came, you know, did, his, did Reasonable Doubt. Next thing you know, now this man is worth, over, worth hundreds of millions of dollars is married to one of the hottest uh, R&B soul uh, singers in the in the game. I mean, he said in one of his raps, I got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. Like, come on. Like, 
Let's be for real. Um, he's got himself a little girl, and he's, I mean, he is just a business mo- and, and art and music mogul. But it all started with reasonable doubt, which was just off the hook. And he's always had just such a great lyrical uh, delivery. I mean, even when, and especially when he came out with the, uh, you know, he came out with the When Worlds Collide, um, with R. Kelly, Collision Course, with Lincoln Park, and then he came out with the um, Box of Throne with, with uh, Kanye, and it's like, holy crap, like, Jay-Z could collab with anybody, and it would be just a freaking amazing uh, project. Number three, Tupac. Uh, I think you mentioned it um, earlier. He was one, he was a very real raw uh, performer, real raw uh, lyricist. I mean, he wasn't as lyrical as a lot of the guys on the, on my top five, but he was very deep. He was very conscious. I mean, when you come out with a, you know a dear mama, and you come out with a song Brenda's got a baby. But then you're so versatile, you can come out with I Get Around and toss it up and then go from that to changes to uh, I Wonder if Heaven's Got a Ghetto. Um, it's just, you know, he was just, he was all over the spectrum, but it all worked. And then, you know, his his known beef with, with Biggie, which created the... East Coast versus West Coast rivalry that led to his untimely death uh, nearly 20 years ago. Um, he again another guy who's just great, you know, did, did great things for the game. Now um, number two, Biggie, another one who um, did great things for the game. Another one who came up from who came up from the gutter. To become an iconic uh, artist, so iconic. Um, he's just amazing, amazing artist. You know, pretty much all of his songs, people as soon as they hear him, people start rapping. Him. You know what I'm saying? People start rapping. Him. Everybody knows the story. Everybody knows what he came through, what he went through. It's unfortunate that his beef with Tupac turned into something that ended up leading to his death as well as Tupac. And again, just like Tupac, his death is like it's, it's, it's 20 years next year since his death. I and mean, you know, his music, his music timeless as well. His music is timeless. Matter of fact, when I was at the Super Bowl party at the Tampa Bar, they played a few of his songs, and people just was like rapping along with him. So, so was I. So, you know, Biggie, number two, another one, Timeless. Of course, number one is Eminem. I mean, Eminem, when he first, you know, what people don't realize, when Eminem first came, when Eminem came out with his first actual mainstream studio album, which was those Shaded LP, there was a lot of weird content. It was a lot of weird, uh, weird songs and a lot of weird uh, skits. But I mean, it made him. It made him hot. He was controversial with it, but it made him hot. It made him, you know, it made him noticeable. But what people need to do, and it's possible, go online and type in a search engine, Eminem Infinite. 
That was his actual, his very first album. His very first album. It never, you know, it wasn't part of a, it was a studio album, but it wasn't on no label. It wasn't, it wasn't on a major label. It wasn't, you know, anything like that. It was, um, like it was, it was, it was just an album that he did. And you could tell by the sound quality, there was just something that was done in like a makeshift studio. But it was, it was just so, it was just a very lyrical, it just really showed that this is the talent, this is what Dr. Dre saw in Eminem to bring him into Aftermath. And next thing you know, you got the Slim Shady LP, then you got the Marshall Matters LP, then you got the Eminem show, then you got Encore, then you have Relap, then you have uh, the sequel uh, to uh, uh, Relap. Um, Titan Call. Then you got Recovery. He did the L. He did the EP with uh, Royce the Five Nines, Bad Meets Evil. He came out with Marshall Matters LP two. I think he's coming out with a new album this year as well. With I'm definitely going to get. Um, Eminem has always been and will always be my favorite artist, no matter the genre of all time. Because his songs are just they're weird, but they're lyrical and they're great to listen to. So Eminem tops my list, and that is my list, my top five MCs of all time. And like the two of them are no longer with us, so technically I met up to collab. That was a good list. Yeah, I mean, when I heard KRS One and then I heard Naughty by Nature and uh, in the Arnold uh, Mitchell, I was like, shit! I didn't even think of him. Okay, I didn't even think of those guys. So I think a later show we're gonna have to. I think a later show we're gonna have to break down groups, the the like jo- groups in terms of genres, and go go from there. Because like I said, a lot of these lineups we've been doing, we've been including groups. I think we need to have our own group lineup, our own group top uh, five somewhere down the line. But I'm pretty sure we can come up with at least. Five. I know we can come up with five in either R&B or hip hop or something like that. I'm sure we can. Ooh, R&B sounds fun. I think we'll do that. I think we'll do that in a few weeks. I think we'll do that in a few weeks. I think we already got the topics for next week, which we'll, we'll I'll, I'll mention to everybody as we're leaving out and everything like that. Um, but um, I do want to take another quick break before we get into the uh, talk of the Grammys. Because uh, everybody knows the Grammys are coming up today after uh, Valentine's Day, which is Monday, February the 15th. Uh, There's also Scientific Awareness Day. Huh? There's also Scientific Awareness Day. <laughs> and it's also President's Day, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, we're going to take a pause for the cause. One more pause for the cause. Uh, I'm gonna play a quick song. I'm gonna actually play a song from uh, Tupac and Biggie. That was it was tried to it was done together with those two. Uh, called Running. We're gonna play that real quick, and then uh, when we get back, we're gonna talk Grammys real quick before we get up out of here. Uh, so we're gonna get ready to get into Running uh, by Tupac and Biggie, and uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk Grammys. So. 
Here we go. Let's get running right here on the on my tech right here on the TSOTS channel and on the TSOTS app. Between you and Biggie was like, who's gonna who's gonna who rules the the, the nigga kingdom and shit? Basically, you know what I'm saying? I was like, this is like a fucking it is. election. It's an election. It is that. And shit, you know what I'm saying? Me and Biggie's situation is smaller than that. Me and Biggie's situation is like central. I got a black belt. Sean
He's right. There ain't no coming back from that. That was the late Tupac and the late Biggie Smalls with running. Uh, we're back here on Mic Check right here on the TSOTS channel on the TSOTS app. And I'm here with Queen Poison. And Queen Poison, we are a couple of days away from the Grammys. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm You're sorry. So I'm just to, I, I just, yeah, I just don't get excited for award shows anymore. That's just me. But, uh, I did have a uh, I did find a news story about um the Grammys that you might be interested in though. Um so here's a question. Have you ever wondered what it feels like to be a Grammy award? Um uh, yeah and no. <laughs> yeah and no. This coming Monday for the Grammy Awards, you'll get to experience being a Grammy Award, the Grammy Awards statuette, um, because uh, this past Wednesday, the Grammys announced that they will be debuting Grammy Cam at this year's ceremony. A camera will be placed at the base of the trophy and will broadcast live footage during the telecast and premiere ceremony as winners receive their Grammys. You'll be able to watch the stream from Grammy Cam as part of Grammy Live with CBS and the Recording Academy are launching this year uh, as part of a new initiative for the Grammys. The experience will begin Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Grammy.com, CBS.com, the Grammy Live app, and the CBS app, and will run through the ceremony. And as uh, as part of Grammy Cam, You'll also have the Grammy Live experience, which will feature behind-the-scenes footage and red carpet coverage hosted by Dolce Candy and Quitus, along with Tyler Oakley and Ted Stryker, serving as special correspondents. So what do you think about that? Actually, there'll be a camera on there that, you know, you get to actually walk with people who win Grammys after they win them. Uh, I kind of don't care that much. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, I don't like that's that's too much. That's okay. Some people just need a certain level of privacy, and that's just too much. For what? Like, why do I need to <laughs> pretend that I'm a, an award and follow you everywhere you go? No, <laughs> I could really care less. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, but I mean, apparently some of, <laughs> some of these stands out here, some of these stands out here, man, they might love this kind of thing. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. Okay. You know what? And I'm not one of them. <laughs> Neither am I. Neither am I. No. But again, no, I won't be around a be... celebrity. Let me just be there in, in flesh and blood, and you know, me and that celebrity actually engage in doing something. Like other than that, no, I can care less. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. So, apparently, another another uh, part of the Grammys and, and social media, internet, what have you, is that Instagram, for the first time ever, has released global data rankings featuring the top three most buzzed about nominees for each of the major Grammy categories, uh, which have been, you know, like that since the Grammy Award nominations were announced, uh, about two months ago, back on December the 7th. Uh, so basically, Instagram has their predictions based on who people are talking about, their predictions of who are going to win the major awards. 
Now, I'm going to list them off for you really quickly so you can hear them. I want to hear if you agree with these predictions, if you think they're BS or you think they're BS. All right. So these are the top three predictions uh, based on Twitter, on Instagram uh, data. Best new artist, number one, Megan Trainer. Number two, Tori Kelly. Number three, James Bay. Uh, that's for best new artist. Best dance or electronic album. Uh, Disclosure with Caracol, Jamie X, In, Live, uh, In, In Color, or and Caribou, Our Love is number three. Best rock song, number one, James Bay, Hold Back the River, L. King, X's and O's, and Florence and the Machine, What Kind of Man. Song of the Year, uh, Taylor Swift, Blank Space, Ed Sheeran, Thank Thinking Out Loud and Wiz Khalifa See You Again Album of the Year uh, Number one 1989 by Taylor Swift Number two Beauty Behind the Madness by The Weeknd And number three To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar uh, Their prediction for best R&B song They're predicting that Number one Earn It The Weeknd Number two Coffee by Miguel And number three Shame by Tyrese Best rap oh. song Number one Energy by Drake. Number two, Trap Queen by Fetty Wap. And number three, All Right by Kendrick Lamar. Best rap album. Number one, The Pink Print by Nicki Minaj. Number two, Compton by Dr. Dre. And number three, The Pimp of Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Best country song. Number one, Traveler by Chris Stapleton. Number two, Girl Crush by Little Big Town. And number three, Chances Are by Leanne Womack. And the, their prediction for the best country album, number one, Traveler by Chris Stapleton. Number two, Monte Vallo by Sam Hunt. And number three, Pageant Material by Casey Musgrave. So, Queen Poison, I must ask you, how much, like, how much, how much bullshit do you think is these uh, predictions? I'm thinking it's a whole heap okay. pile of it. It does sound like a lot of <laughs> bullshit. Um, as much as I like Nikki for her to be a nomin well, a top three prediction for what was that best rap album? Yeah. Um, I really like Nikki, but I don't know. Kendrick sounds legit, and who else was on that list? Compton, if I not Dre. Dre, correct? Yeah, Dre. Okay, those, those sound pretty legit. Those are, are believable, but Pinker, uh, uh, I'm on the fence about. Um, well, I mean, you know that Insta- you know, there's a lot of Instagram models out there. They probably all like Nicki Minaj. Okay, all right, okay. Go ahead back. What were you saying? I'm sorry. Uh, you said album of the year. Tell us what it sounds like. like. Well, that's because I don't listen to her. I don't really care to listen to her. I mean, it's, it's some of her songs I will admit I do like, not actually listen to, but the whole album as a whole, I, uh, but yet there are a lot of Taylor Swift fans. I, I'm, what is the age demographic for artists? I need to know, first of all, before we just talk about all these numbers that's being dropped and whatnot. Uh, according to this news article, this was actually from um, USA Today. Uh, USA Today put this article out uh, today, actually. 
uh, earlier today, but it doesn't mention uh, age demographic. It doesn't mention the age demographic. It just mentions that, you know, it just mentions all the results and stuff that you got from, you know, Instapix from uh, Instagram. It doesn't give it the age demographics. Okay, because the throw Taylor Swift in there. Taylor Swift, I believe, honestly, is for, like, someone between, like, their tweens to maybe, like, mid-twenties. But... The other artists that I mentioned, it seems like this list is all over the place. You kind of can't tell. Like, some of them, you're like, okay, I, I can believe that. Then one or two other ones, you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I don't know about this. Kind of funny. This is the funniest thing huh? I found about this. The funniest thing I found about this is that apparently the Beehive isn't that strong that Beyonce wasn't in the top three predictions for none of this shit. <laughs> well, yeah, that be, I'm guessing that be it's, how no. as I thought it was. <laughs> Don't they do the Grammys annually? Yeah. Okay, so Beyonce's album, I believe, came out the year prior, so this probably wouldn't even apply. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure she put out with some kind of put out some kind of song that went with this album. So I'm sure like it could have been nominated uh-uh. for something. I'm not sure. No, the last Beyonce. The last B album was Beyonce, and I believe they came out like late 2014. <laughs> so if these are Grammys that are going towards the year 2016, they're probably counting albums that were released within the last year. Which means Beyonce probably went to more towards 2015 or um, 2014 as opposed to this year. Now, given the fact that she might drop this new album within like the next couple weeks or so, who knows? Because you know she's just like dropping albums on us and whatnot. But I don't know. Prior notification, she's just like, I just want to get your life and deal with it when I feel like putting it out. This could very well go towards next year's Grammys, which could like shock. <laughs> well, actually, that wouldn't even shock me at all. But yeah, had she had put her album out sooner, then quite sure, I'm quite sure this whole nomination process would have went totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At the same time, she knows how to manipulate the media, so she was like, yeah. I'm putting my stuff out and doing my tour at the right time for her. True that. True that. I just, I look. I mean, I'm right there. I look at these predictions. I'm just like, good God, man! Can y'all make up y'all damn mind? Why y'all old face with this crap, man? What the hell is this? Like, but either way, either way, the Grammys will be taking place this Monday, this Monday night. On, on CBS as well as online, and guess what I'll be guess what I will be watching. I will not be watching the Grammys. I say that much. Monday night, that's Monday night raw, and that's what I'll be watching. You know what? I don't even know if I'm gonna watch either. I'm probably gonna be at work. You know how I do. True that, but it more but you know everybody knows that we'll be talking about the Grammy results right here on this very channel on this very show uh, next week. And uh, speaking of next week, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and let the cat out the bag. So you guys are definitely going to want to tune in for next week's show. Uh, hopefully we'll have the bishop back with us next week. So 
Here's a, here it is, you guys. This is what the topic is going to be next week. I think it's going to be an interesting topic. So, you've been given a large amount of capital to start your own record label, but you and you can own, the the catch is you can only sign six artists to your new label. The catch to that is two of, at least two of those six artists have to be local, have to be local to your area. So. It's a three que- three questions to answer. One, what is the name of your label? Two, who are you signing? Who are you signing? And three, why do you think that those six are going to make your record label profitable? We're going to answer those questions next week right here on, on Mic Check. Uh, so before we get into our final thoughts, just remember, uh, this and every Thursday we got Mike Check right here Myself, the Bishop A. Kane, Queen Poison We here talking music and all that here Every Thursday, Wednesday nights You know it's myself uh, The boy Chills and Tiny Tim with Skybox Every Wednesday at 10pm His and hers every Friday At 10pm They be talking all kind of uh, relationships Situationships, all that good stuff So you definitely want to check that out the Refresh every Sunday morning at 10 with Dolce Diva and uh, the Bishop Eddie Kane. You want to definitely check that out. And we actually got something in the works for y'all uh, for a, a special edition of Mike Check next month. We're not going to say what it is now. We're just getting everything worked out, but just be on the lookout. We're about to do something really awesome. So just be on the lookout for that. Got any final thoughts, Queen, before we get up out of here? Nope. I don't have no church announcement, so we good. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I don't really have any final thoughts either. Except, you know, music is life. That's all I got to say. So we're gonna get up out of here. I'm gonna play a little Dr. Dre uh, to send y'all out of here. I hope y'all enjoyed uh, listening and checking out this show. Remember, you can join our official Facebook group. That's uh, T S O T S presents Mike Check. Uh, you can check us out on the all over the interwebs. We're on Twitter at TSOTS Production, as well as at our individual Twitter accounts, which is DC's People's Champ and Queen underscore Poison. That's with two I's and the zeros instead of the O's. And at underscore and at, at uh, Born A underscore Champion Two. Uh, you can also check us out on our webpage www.twosidesofthestory.com, on YouTube uh, youtube.com slash TSOTS Productions. And um, that's that's it. That's all. So uh, we're going to get up out of here for Queen Poison. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week. Good night. God bless. And holla. Peace out.
boom toes like smoke with the friends. Some of them I put on, but they just left. They said they was riding to the death. But where the fuck are they now? Now that I need them, I don't see none of them. All I see is slim. Fuck all you fair weather friends, all I need is him. Fucking backstabbers with the chip put down. You just laughed at us. Now you got to feel the fucking wrath of aftermath, faggots. You gon' see us in our lab jackets and ask where the fuck we been. You can kiss my indecisive ass crack. Maggots and the crackers ass. Little cracker jack Making whack ass backwards producers, I'm back bastards. One more CD and then I'm packing up my bags. And as I'm leaving, I guarantee those screen trade don't leave us like that, man. Cause I'm a- 